Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. Come on, clap them hands. Now she beat me to it because there's one particular word that I heard while she was giving the prophetic utterance, uh, the interpretation of tongues. Uh, I I just turned there uh, while Pastor Vincent was, uh, it's Luke 6, 38. It says uh, 37. It says, and no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the fresh wine will burst the skins, and it will be spilled, and the skin will be ruined or destroyed. Verse 38, but new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And no one after drinking old wine immediately, immediately desires new wine, for he says the old is good or better. Everybody say new wine. And again, I feel like the Lord, uh, as uh, Minister Vachelle has said, uh, God has done away with the old wine of this house. And God is pouring in even now. Fresh wind and a brand new wine is being poured into this house right now. Come on, I can't hear nobody say nothing right there. Touch your neighbor, say fresh wine, new wine. The old is gone. Amen. The old is gone. The old is gone. The old is gone. And we are receiving new wine in this house. Amen. Amen. All right. Now go to uh, 1 Corinthians. He said the house has shifted. And it's shifted to the way that he has desired for it to go. It's nowhere else but up from here. Hallelujah. So God has appointed some verses uh, 28, 1 Corinthians 12, 28. So God has appointed some in the church, first apostles, uh, special messengers, second prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, third teachers, then wonder workers, then those with ability to heal the sick, helpers, administrators, uh, speakers, and different unknown tongues. You may be seated, and while you're going to your seat, flip over to Ephesians 4.11. We'll read that. Just bother your neighbor. I know I ain't supposed to be saying that no more. Just look at them. Because I just heard this. We've already crossed over. Look at your neighbor on the other side and say, we've already crossed over. 
And since we've already crossed over, it is time to possess the land. All right. And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers. Now, the job of the fivefold ministry is his intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints. What is the, what is the reason for the fivefold ministry? For the what? The perfecting and the equipping of the saints. So that's why you need to come to church. Amen? Amen? His consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body, the church. Until we all attain oneness. Everybody say, until we all attain oneness in the faith. Come on, say it with me. And in the comprehension of the knowledge of the Son of God. Who is the Son of God? Jesus Christ. So we all have work to do. We all should be, we all should be steady growing and growing in the knowledge and in the will of God, amen, into the image and likeness of Christ, amen. So that's why you need to come to church. I heard a mega pastor say this today, and I was so glad that he said, I just, I just heard a clip. Uh, what's the guy name in Houston? Um, tall guy. Keon, Keon Henderson. He was like, uh, and I'm sure he probably, I don't, I don't know if he does, but he was talking about these online churches. And he said, y'all need to get your hips up and come to the house of the Lord. Because if you're sitting at the house depressed and all this other kind of stuff, you need to be amongst the saints. He's, he quoted the scripture, fail not to assemble yourself. Now, people have asked, why haven't, people have asked me several times, why haven't we, why aren't we online? Why are we, you know, we don't have live stream because I feel like it makes people lazy. Because people can say, I'll just watch TV, I'll watch church at home. No, 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 you need to bring your hips to the house of the Lord so we can look at your face and see what you're doing. You got real quiet right there. So you need somebody to be in your business to say, you look, you look off today, and we need to get you together. We're going to pray for you today. We're going to cast that devil off of you tonight. And they didn't like that. All right. And so Sunday we were talking about proton, proton. What does proton mean? See if you're going to remember. Oh, okay. Proton is first. And, and, and what was point number two about proton people? The last one that I, I mean, I didn't get to finish uh, but I gave you a point uh, that I ended on Sunday about proton believers. Thank you, Shaniqua. Thank you. You get a brownie. So, proton believers are often considered crazy. And I ended on a story about what? Thank you. You get, you get a brownie. And... How did they get the name WD-40? Because they attempted 40 times. With, and what does WD stand for? Oh, y'all smart. Y'all smart. So WD-40 
equals water displacement 40th time because they tried 40 times, all right? And so I think I ended on, uh, I'm going to finish about um, proton believers are considered crazy. Uh, we operate beyond what is considered reasonable. We go beyond the limitations of natural reason. We, are all, we often try what is unreasonable, but we succeed. Everybody say, but we succeed. Now, here's the point where I stopped at, and that's how we ended up with the WD-40. We are not afraid of failure. Will you say that with me? I cannot be afraid of failure. Come on, look at, look at yourself and say, self, touch yourself, say, self. I cannot be afraid of failing. And many of us, because we have failed, we stop. And we no longer try because we're scared to fail again. Because that makes us feel some kind of way. How many will attest with me that I have failed in some things and, I, and because I failed, I stopped trying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, I failed at trying to stop eating gummy bears. I'm going to try. I'm going to keep trying. How many attempts so far? Past 40. <laughs> but one thing that I have been consistent in. Now, you have to understand that some things are gradual and you have to work your way into that thing. Now, one thing that I have been keeping up, and I'm very proud of myself, and that's the kickboxing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, because I would have to say this. If you find some activity that you like to do, you're more likely to keep it up. And so treadmill, you know, I, treadmill, you know, you know, I have my little music on, and I'm, but that's boring to me. And so, uh, you know, lifting weights, I don't want to get no big arms because I don't want to buy new clothes. I, I just want them to fit right, you know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, and, and so I found something that I really like. I like punching and kicking. Why y'all looking at me like that? I, I, I like to fight. I mean, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I like the punching, Sister Esther. I like the punching. I like, you know, last night when I was hitting that bag, I was like, boom. She said, do them uppercuts, uppercut. Do the roundhouse and, uh, and kick it, front kicking, left kicking, hit it from the side. I mean, I tried to knock the thing over. But I found something that I like because prior I would exercise and then I would stop because it wasn't something that I enjoyed. But if you're going to create new habits, you got to keep trying it. You got to keep going after it. Amen? Now, a lot of people, now we, we, we having a lot of people coming into kickboxing class now since it's the first of the year. 
Now, I'm going to look around March and see where y'all at. All right? So we're not afraid of failure. Touch yourself again and say, I can't not be afraid to fail. And the other thing about us proton people is that we operate in the spirit of faith. We are not controlled by fear. That'll knock out many of us, but you're going to have to learn. You cannot allow fear to rule you. Many of us will miss many opportunities because of fear. We are not controlled. You need to write that down. I am not controlled by fear as an apostolic person. Oh, well, come on and say it. Say it. Say it. Come on. I am not controlled by fear as an apostolic person. And we are not afraid to try new things. Some of you are, but y'all going to have to come out of that. Proton people are not afraid to preach new truths, all right? If they fail, it is no reflection on them because they are not afraid of losing their reputation. Many of us, we're afraid of failing because you're worried about your reputation. Your reputation is basically your idol. And that's why many of us, we will not witness to unbelievers, I can't remember, or witness, period, because you're afraid that if they reject the gospel, they actually, you feel like they're rejecting you and your reputation is on the line. But you're going to have to put your reputation to the side. Your reputation, our reputation, your reputation, my reputation does not come before obeying God. Are you understanding what I'm telling you? Proton believers are looked, <coughs> are, 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 are looked to by others. Listen, they are looked to, we are looked to by others as models of kingdom living. We release the blueprint that men are, uh, can see and build their lives and ministry from. We set the standard. We set, we are the models for people to model after us. We don't, we don't model after the world, but the world should be modeling after apostolic proton believers. Say amen on that. It takes a great deal of strength to be a proton believer. Much energy is expended in, uh, 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 in the advancing of the purposes of God. Some believers, after expand, expending much strength in previous moves, would rather rest and enjoy the benefits of what they've already achieved. But we don't stop just because we uh, uh, obtained some level of success. We keep going. We got to chart new territories after we, hallelujah, got that success over here. Touch your neighbor and say, we got to keep going. Just because we've, we've, we've attained some level of success, we cannot stop there. We got to keep going. I want you to understand that prototype comes from the Greek word, and you want to write this down, proton. Proton, prototype. 
Uh, we derived the word prototype from the Greek word proton. I meant to say that. Let me, uh, back, let me say that again. We derive our word prototype from the Greek word proton. And a prototype is what? It's a model. Everybody say a model. It is a standard. And I want you to understand that proton believers, we as proton believers, we set new standards. And we raise up models for future generations. A prototype is a paradigm. It is a pattern. Proton believers are pattern believers. Proton churches are pattern churches. We're setting a standard here. We're setting a new, a new order in this house. And, we, 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 and because we are an apostolic house, many people shall be coming to this house to see the model of how a church should be operated. Y'all didn't like that. And here it is. Here's something else about proton believers. We live a lifestyle that can be duplicated in others. And in other places. Let me give you an example of a proton believer. Everybody say David. He released a pattern of worship. Did he not? David, King David. Abraham gave us a pattern concerning faith. Everybody say Abraham. He was a proton believer. Samuel released a pattern concerning the prophetic. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Joshua gives us a pattern of warfare. <laughs> Elijah gives us a pattern of prayer. Everybody say prayer. Daniel gives us a pattern for dreams and visions. Jesus is our pattern for being sons and daughters of God. He is the perfect pattern of heaven on earth, and we should pattern our lives after Jesus Christ, with the help of the Holy Ghost. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Here's another point about proton believers. You need to write this down. Proton believers are people of conviction. They are people of passion and zeal. Let me say that again. Proton believers are, are people of conviction. We are very passionate and we have zeal. We are not double-minded. Mm, Jesus. We know what we believe, and we are convinced it is from God. This gives us the ability to overcome persecution. This gives us the ability to overcome persecution. They, that may arise from the word's sake. You know, if you quote Bible now and you tell someone that this is a sin, do you know people will get mad at you? And they will say that you have a hate crime because you quoting Bible scriptures and that's, you know, that, that, that uh, God didn't really mean that. If it's in the word, it, he meant it. Masturbation ain't in the Bible. You're right, but you're having sex with yourself. You're using your body parts as a tool of wickedness. Well, y'all quiet. got real quiet right there. I thought a fresh wind and, and new wine was up in here. Why y'all ain't saying nothing? 
It's perversion. Y'all got real quiet. Maybe I need to teach a whole lesson on perversion. If y'all say amen, then you won't feel like I'm talking about you. Somebody still ain't said amen. They got mad. I ain't coming back to the church no more. Talking about All right, keep on going. Conviction is certainty, assurance, trust, position, persuasion, faith, creed, or doctrine. Proton believers know what they believe and are convinced of its validity based on the Word of God. Preaching without conviction does not move anybody. Preaching with conviction can change a city, a region, and a nation. People who have strong opinions <laughs> are considered intolerant. Ain't that right? Let me say it again because y'all lost it. Anyone with strong opinions is considered intolerant, even if it's the Bible. Conviction does not necessarily equate with being prejudiced or big, uh, bigoted. Let me say that again. Did y'all hear that? Conviction does not necessarily equate with being prejudiced or bigoted, right? People of conviction, conviction change things. Uh, reformers have convictions. Everybody say reformers have conviction. All right. Ooh, proton, you want to write this down. Proton believers are extreme. <laughs> Extreme is going well beyond the ordinary or average. It means exceedingly in great degree. It means to be radical. Do I have any radical people in here? Y'all lying. Proton believers do not compromise to avoid persecution. We do not preach balance at the expense of truth. People could consider me as intolerant because I have strong opinions, and it's based on the Bible. And I can't help if you feel some kind of way because I preach what the Bible says. The Bible is still right. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying nothing. Will you touch yourself and say, the Bible is still right? And it's going to always be right. And it's, it is the rule book for how we should live. Uh, like that. There are no gray areas in the Bible. So, we do not preach balance at the expense of truth. We believe in going all the way. To us, compromise is not even an option. Extreme means being exceptional, extraordinary, maximum, and complete. We don't compromise. Will you touch your neighbor and say, proton believers, apostolic people do not compromise. We don't even make small compromises. It's quiet in here. Somebody ain't touched nobody because your problem right now is you compromise too much. 
And if you compromise a little, you end up compromising a lot somewhere on down the line. You need to understand that apostolic proton believers are people of courage. Everybody say people of courage. I'm going to get out your way because y'all bored. These two characteristics are necessary to be a proton believer. It takes courage and boldness to be at the forefront of what God is doing in and through you. The Bible says the righteous shall be bold as a lion. We keep our boldness in spite of opposition and persecution. That's how the church of Acts grew, because they were persecuted, but they kept on going. And the more they were persecuted, the more they grew. You have to understand ooh, that a prerequisite for growth is persecution. Many of you, oh my God, I just got that, thank you. Many of us, if you would take, oh, many of you right now, 2019, you've, per you've been persecuted. But could I tell you that God uses persecution to grow us? You think, quit looking at the people. It's not the people. God is using the people. I can't hear nobody say nothing. Oh, my God. God is using the people so he can grow you. Some of us are being persecuted right now. It is because God is growing us. You can't always have sunshine. You got to have a little storm. Many of us are irritated right now because you keep looking at this person. This person, they're getting on my nerve. They're saying this. Could it be that God has orchestrated persecution to grow you? And the Bible says, the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied. And the more they afflicted them, the greater they became. Pharaoh thought he was trying to, Pharaoh was trying to kill them. But God reversed the thing and it grew them. They, were, they became powerful in the eyes. And all it was that Pharaoh and his people were jealous and they were threatened because they were bigger than they were. But they used slavery as a tool to try to keep them down. Much like what, oh, all right. Could it be, let's look at, let's look at America. Let's go back in history. Because we are a powerful people. They use this mechanism of slavery to keep us down because actually they are afraid of us. Okay, y'all don't like that gospel, but come on here. And that's why they try to keep you down on your job and pass over you and, and let Tom come in, hallelujah. And Tom just started, but he got favor with the man uh, that's sitting in the big office, hallelujah. And you've been doing the work of Tom. I can't hear nobody say nothing, but they don't want to pay you that. 
I wish I had a church in here. I know it's right. Come on here. Dr. Mattimer's closet, and I got that right too. Come on here. Clap your hands and give the Lord praise. We are people of courage. Everybody say people of courage. Proton believers are bold to preach the truth. We are bold to try new things. The righteous, Proverbs 28 and 1, here it goes again. We are bold as a lion. And the rate that this America is going and this world is going, we've got to be bolder than ever before. Because we got a whole culture that's teaching the opposite of what the Bible says. And they are forcing this stuff down our throat. TV shows, uh, hallelujah, come on here. Sexuality, sexuality, homosexuality, lesbian, and all types of perversion is being forced down our throat. And now we got to have conversations with our children prior to us wanting to have conversation because of all the stuff that the culture is trying to bring in. Hallelujah. Touch your neighbor and say, you cannot avoid not to have conversation with your kids now. You got to tell them soon they come out the womb. The way this culture is trying to, we've got to be bold. And though we might be persecuted for what we believe, I'm not backing down. You cannot afford to back down. The Bible says this is wrong and it's wrong. It's real quiet in here. Y'all going to have to stand up, y'all. Y'all going to have to stand up. It's coming a day and time you're going to have to stand for what you believe. And God is calling for the proton and apostolic people to draw a line in the sand and make a decision that I ain't backing down. Hallelujah. Come hell or high water, I believe the Bible. I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin. I also believe that he's coming back again. I can't remember. They ain't talking about that in church no more. But I want you to know, touch your neighbor and say, Jesus is still coming back. He's going to crack that sky and every eye shall see him when he cracks that sky. He's still coming back. He's still coming back. He's still coming back. Mm. Proton believers are gifted. And the gift that we have is a result of God's grace. Everybody say God's grace. And the gifts that we have are not for you. The gifts that we have are to be a blessing for others. Will you say the gift that I have, the gift that God has given me, that he has graced me with, it is to be given and used for others. It so is quiet in here. Proton believers, we are a blessing everywhere we go. It got quiet right there. We bring salvation. We bring healing. We bring deliverance to the multitudes. Everywhere we go, we should be a blessing. When you go to the restaurant, and even though we have sorry waitresses and waiters, you ought to be a blessing to that person, hallelujah, because you don't know what they've been dealing with. It's, uh, that got real quiet right there. Got real quiet. Got real quiet. Real quiet. I believe uh, one time, I think we went to, I don't know who I was with, we went to a restaurant and the, the waiter was very crappy. And uh, instead of me, you know, because I'm quick, call your manager, 
I'm not dealing with this today. And so uh, uh, we decided to end up being a blessing to the crappy waiter. We decided to bless him instead of cursing him. Changed his whole persona just by being a blessing because proton believers are to be a blessing everywhere you go. Y'all sang that song we used to sing in the Church of God in Christ. I don't know if y'all sang it no more because y'all ain't Kojic, but y'all still got a little Pentecostal in you. You said, take the Lord along with you. Some of y'all ain't. Y'all left him at the house. Some of y'all left him at the house. Got real quiet right there. All right? Touch yourself. Say, I'm gifted. We have, uh, 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 we, are, we are very gifted. We're very gifted. We're very gifted. And grace enables us to do extraordinary things. Amen? Uh, this apostolic grace, the grace to preach, the grace to teach, grace to prophesy, cast out devils, heal the sick, pray, worship, and give. This is also the manifold grace. Manifold is defined as many kinds, numerous and varied. It means having numerous different parts, features, or form. Proton believers are not one-dimensional. We are multi-dimensional. We are multifaceted. And we operate in different operations and manifestations of the Spirit. Touch yourself and say, I'm gifted. I'm gifted. I'm gifted. When you go on your job tomorrow, you need to tell yourself, I'm gifted. Didn't nobody say that right there. They, they say, I'm mad. No, you gifted. All right? Uh, last one, and I'm going home. I'm tired. Oh, I'm gifted. What do you say? I'm multidimensional. I'm not tired. All right. Proton, you want to write this down. Proton believers are people of purpose and destiny. What are we? People of purpose. What are you? A person of what? Oh, we have insight as proton believers. We have insight into the plans and purposes of God. We are driven by purpose. Mm -hmm. We have definite goals. We know where we are going, and we have a strategy to get there. You should. Somebody say, I don't know. Get in the face of God. You have the Holy Ghost. So you should, uh, if you ever, if since you have the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, I believe in, in Corinthians, it said, how can one person know the mind of a person except the spirit of a person? And because we have the spirit of God on the inside of us, we can download his mind even concerning us. So if you ever want to know what your purpose is, get in the Holy Ghost. That's why you need the baptism in the Holy Ghost and the evidence of speaking in tongues so you can pray in tongues and God will begin to unlock your purpose. Come on here. Why do you think the devil fights tongues so much? Because there's power in praying in the spirit. Many things are unlocked and decoded in the spirit realm. 
And you got to have the Holy Ghost for him to be able to do that. It got real quiet right there. I don't think it take all that well. That's, that's for you. All right. Well, that's what you believe. Maybe that's why you're walking around with no purpose. Because it's a lot of saints don't know their purpose. And that's why you're frustrated and getting into sin because you don't know your purpose. People who know their purpose don't have time for sin. I, I, I think I, I think I, I've reached and said I need to say, people who know their purpose don't have time for sin. Because you busy pursuing purpose. I ain't got time to sit up and, and, and play with you. No, 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 I ain't got time because I'm too busy pursuing purpose. I ain't got time to get caught up in relationships that don't mean me no good. That ain't a part of my purpose. I want purposeful relationship because I'm on purpose. I wish I had a church in here. If you're not a part of my purpose, then I don't want you. Did you hear what I said? If you're not a part of my purpose, I don't need you. Because I only want meaningful relationships that are part of my purpose. So again, I don't have time for sin because I'm busy pursuing purpose. Because when you don't know purpose, you become idle. If you keep the purposes of God before you, you will never get distracted. And too many saints are distracted because you don't keep your purpose in front of you. How much further could you be along if purpose was in front of you all the time? You wouldn't be so distracted by these relationships. You wouldn't be so distracted by he, she, he say and she say. And drama. You get wound up in drama because you don't know your purpose. People on purpose don't have time for drama. They don't even listen to gossip. I mean, it got quiet up in here. That just helped my own self. Thank you, Lord. Because what I give life, what, what I give attention to, I give life to. There's some drama going on right now. They said this, and they said that, and they said that. And I started... I started veering off purpose, listening to what they're saying, and now purpose is no longer in front of me because I'm too busy getting distracted. Let them talk, but I'm going to stay on purpose. It got real quiet. And that's how you have a lot of accident because y'all too busy looking at them side view mirrors when you ain't looking straight ahead. That's why the, 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 that's why the windshield is bigger than the rest of the mirrors because you're supposed to be always looking straight, not to the sides. And not at that rear view mirror. We are people of purpose and destiny. My job, my goal, I don't know about y'all. I don't know about y'all. don't know about y'all. don't know about y'all. But I heard Dr. Miles Monroe talk about, he said this, 
He said this, the graveyard is the richest place in the world because many people die with gifts that have never been untapped, that have never been opened. A lot of books, a lot of CDs, a lot of poems, a lot, a lot of gifts are lying in the grave. The graveyard is the richest place in the whole wide world. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you would like more information about our ministry, or if you would like to sow a seed, visit us at www.twfcdallas.org.